Support for Real Humans by Gina Kaufman comes from Grandma's Office Catering. One bank teller instead of the usual five. Slow, fast food lines. Simply not enough staff. Grandma's Office Catering avoided the mass exodus with the respect, appreciation, better wages, and now health insurance. That's how Grandma continues to wow. Grandma'sCatering.com Hi, Gina here. I'm off this week, but we've got some new listeners lately, and while I'm gone, I want to play you an episode of Real Humans about rent in Kansas City. Because the conversation we started in October about how crazy rent hikes are affecting actual people has not stopped. A lot has happened since then in Kansas City's rental world. Tenants now have a right to legal counsel in eviction proceedings. And creative ideas like housing co-ops have been discussed as a way for people priced out of individual rentals to find something affordable here in town. But you know what hasn't happened? The cost of renting a home in Kansas City hasn't gone down. Here's that story from October. Hey, Kansas City. You're listening to Real Humans by Gina Kaufman, a weekly podcast from KCUR Studios. On this episode... Come in. I've come to collect rent. But I can't pay rent. But you must pay rent. It's hard to pay the rent in KC Mo. But it wasn't always that way. When I first started renting an apartment in Kansas City in 1999, no one in my friend group, mostly artists working service industry jobs, paid more than $4.25 a month. And most of us lived alone. Cheap rent was Kansas City's main attraction. Seattle had coffee. California had good weather. New York had the most exciting jobs. And Kansas City had $400 apartments. What people now pay to share spaces with roommates, it hurts my brain. And that's not because I don't understand the kind of market forces that push up rent. What doesn't quite compute is when exactly this happened. It felt like rent was affordable, then it wasn't. I'm also worried about how the average renter makes up the difference and how it changes Kansas City if they can't. The other week, I got on Twitter and invited folks to play a game with me. Tweet me what you paid for your first rental in the metro. Almost 100 people shared their stories, and not surprisingly, they revealed a pretty clear pattern. Rent has gone way up in the city market, in Columbus Park, in the crossroads, but it's also climbed even more dramatically across midtown neighborhoods. A two-bedroom in Westport went for $8.50 in 2013, more like $9.50 correcting for inflation. You'd be hard-pressed to find a similar apartment now for under $1,300. A two-bedroom house in East Brookside rented for $350 in the late 1990s, more like $600 today. Renting a similar home now costs closer to $1,500 a month. A one-bedroom in Volcker right off West 39th Street went for $500 in 2011, just one decade ago. Even with inflation, that's just $620 today. An available unit in the exact same building is currently listed for $950. Across most of Midtown, Rental rates appear to have doubled in just the last decade, and just about every unit I saw cost more than $800. 
where could you go, I wondered, for under $800 a month? So I expanded my search. I scoured the metro listings. And I realized that a place in that budget is nearly impossible to find in Kansas City. We're not just talking about a minimum square footage or specific neighborhood. We're talking rentals of any size in any neighborhood. I think a lot of people's knee-jerk reaction when they hear about increasing rents in the city, it's like, oh, it's downtown. It's crossroads. These are pockets of the city where it's really expensive to rent. I'm like, that's not the story. That's Erin Royals at the University of Missouri-Kansas City Center for Neighborhoods. I know where people have been experiencing huge increases in their cost of living, and it's not downtown. It's not the crossroads. It's on the east side. Erin has a master's in urban planning, and she's in the process of getting her Ph.D. in geography. She says what's happening in Kansas City can be explained by a gap between what an area currently is worth and what it could be worth. Capital is always going to go where it can make the most profit. There's not a lot of opportunity to make a ton of money downtown anymore. It's like maxed out. But the further east you go, that gap gets bigger and bigger. Data from market analysts at Cushman and Wakefield corroborates what she's saying. Not only is rent going up, but the people seeing the biggest rent hikes are the ones who can least afford it. Rent in Kansas City went up 6% overall from the second quarter of 2020 to the second quarter of 2021. According to Matthew Nevinger, who specializes in the Kansas City market at Cushman and Wakefield, that's basically unheard of. 6% metro-wide, like I said, I ran those numbers multiple times. It made my eyes pop. In Kansas City, you know, normal annual rent growth would run 2 to 3%. If you zoom in on eastern Kansas City, the data's even bleaker. Over the same time period, rent increased by 13.1% in eastern Kansas City. But are people making more money there or just paying more rent? To find out, I asked Matt to grab data for wage growth. All right, let me get in here. Okay, uh, they've gone through the first quarter of the year. Your wage growth is up 4.8%. 4.8% wage growth. That's nowhere near how much rent went up on the east side. Remember, that was 13.1%. 12 months earlier, <laughs> your rent in East Jacks area in Independence in East Kansas City was $791 per unit, which was the lowest in the metro area. And now it's all the way up to $895. So that's a substantial jump. Young people tend to compensate by divvying up rent among roommates. That doesn't work for everyone. Take, for example, Pat Lucas. I don't want to live with nobody, okay? I want my own place. At 67 years old, she's retired from a long career working various security jobs, notably at the Federal Reserve Bank of Kansas City. Pat, known to everyone in her building as Miss Pat, has lived in the same apartment on Armour Boulevard and Holmes for 17 years. But she and a number of other residents just got noticed that they have to move out, and soon. New ownership plans to rehab the property, and once it's been renovated, 
Pat says her apartment's rent will jump from $650 a month to more than $1,000 a month. So she's searching for a new apartment. And she says she would have a hard time affording rent over $700. I guess $700 would probably be it, but it would be pushing, pushing my limit on stuff because, you know, there are times when, I mean, sometimes with my medications, if I say take two a day, I take it once a day. That's just to save money. It's not just money that's at stake. Pat, who walks with a cane, watches her small granddaughter for part of the week. Knowing her neighbors has made that duty feel easy and safe. Starting over somewhere else, she'll have to rebuild that sense of comfort that comes from familiarity and belonging, which makes me think again of my question. How do renters make up the difference? And how does Kansas City change if they can't? According to 30-year-old Wilson Vance, who grew up in a small midtown apartment with her mom, Kansas City won't be recognizable if this keeps up. She's an organizer for the housing rights group KC Tenants. I am like the quintessential townie. I was a barista. I was like a service industry worker from the age of, you know, 16 to 26. In her 20s, she thought maybe she'd like to try living in another city. But when she visited big cities on the coasts, she saw prohibitively expensive apartment buildings that all looked identical to one another, with tenants who looked pretty similar, too. I would come back here and I'd be like, well, damn, at least it's not like that in Kansas City. And then I started seeing it happen in my own city, in my own neighborhood. And two years later, I was priced out of my home of 10 years. Eventually, her mom got priced out of the building she grew up in as well. And now Wilson's worried it'll keep happening. So I live at Armour in Kenwood, and so I'm witnessing this every single day. I'm driving past the construction, and every single time I drive past those orange cones, I know that it means I'm going to get priced out. What she fears is not being able to stay. What she wants is simple and crushing. I want to die here. I want to grow old in Kansas City. I mean, I'm scared, I'm angry, but I'm also just so sad. That's where we left off in October. In November, the Kansas City Star published an interactive map online where you can see how much rental costs are changing month to month, zip code to zip code. It's pretty interesting if you want to check out your neighborhood and see what the median rent is and how it's going up or down. Probably up. There are a couple of zip codes in the southeast corner of the metro where rent is going down. And I mean barely, like one zip code has a 0.06 decrease in median rent. But we'll keep watching. And I'm still interested in stories about life as a Kansas City renter. You can send them to gina at kcur.org. Real Humans is edited by Gabe Rosenberg and produced by Mackenzie Martin and Trevor Grandin with music from Blue Dot Sessions. I'm Gina Kaufman, back with a new story next week. Over and out. Fed up with harassment, a group of Kansas City women created a new type of community in the 1990s, Woman Town. 
So then we just started imagining, what if we could just walk hand in hand, freely, down the street, a bunch of lesbians, all in this neighborhood? How 12 City Blocks became a neighborhood by and for women on the latest episode of the KCUR Studios podcast, A People's History of Kansas City. Subscribe now.